and welcome to the People's Countryside Environmental Debate Podcast. Thanks very much for being with us. Um, my co-host sat next to me right now is... Stuart the Wild Man Mabber, and you are? I'm William Mankelo, of course I am. Thanks for confirming that. I was looking at you, just wondering who'd invaded my garden. Yep. What we haven't got is a compulsory siren going past. Which no, no, we're doing it. We're doing it. Record. We often record uh, two or three podcasts in one go, don't we? In fact, we're doing four today. Yeah. And um, I'm sure at one point we'll be interrupted by a police siren, and I'm sure when I end the sentence there'll be one. No. Obviously, no crime okay. going in Oxford, then, is there? Okay. No. So the only crime is this podcast. Okay. Okay. So our question. Uh, today we will debate is from Deborah in Grantham in the East Midlands I don't think that's too far from Nottingham uh, it's on the East Coast Main Line yeah I've been through there a few times We're going from it's north of Peterborough Peterborough going across to Manchester you go through Grantham Chesterfield and yeah if you, go up, if you go up towards Newcastle York you also go through yeah. there as well Okay, so this is the Daily Rail podcast. No, it's not. It's the People's Countryside Environmental Debate podcast. It's a blast in the past. Yeah, Daily Rail. If you have a look at, up online. Uh, William's the editor of the Daily Rail. He, he does it in his anorak. Anyway, uh, should anyone, this is the question, this should anyone, <laughs> should anyone have their voice censored if they are not conning people or committing a fraud? And do conspiracy theorists offer a valid view across the opinion spectrum, allowing us all the full information to make educated and enlightened decisions? Or is, in reality, equality of debate a destructive force? Equality of debate can be quite destructive if you've got somebody in the room, again, that is necessarily, again, twisting the facts. We talked about this in the previous episode. Uh, misrepresenting facts to they have an agenda um they're very sort of blinkered into that agenda and they they won't they won't see it any other way and they'll misuse facts and i think that's sometimes what conspiracy theorists in particular fall into and it's interesting interesting the actual name conspiracy theorist kind of it's it hints at the fact that they they don't necessarily have all the facts at their command does it why do you say that because it's still it's just it's just it is just a theory at the end yeah. of the day Okay, but uh, and it's a conspiracy theory. The theory of evolution, now, that's a theory. That's when are we talking about? That's a different thing. Actually, you're talking about scientific theory. Okay. And science, science is always seen as there is no fact necessarily in science. It's just what we have learnt up to this point, and that that theory can change. Okay, so the so question you test a theory over and over and over again, yeah. and eventually, like the theory of gravity, for example. Is is pretty much un- drop. pretty much undeniable, or yeah. the apple will drop anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, but uh, part of the question was: Should anybody have their voice censored? I'm not going to pick out any um, a- a- any particular people, but I'll mention David Icke. <laughs> you know, a lot of people disparage him and criticise him um, and disagree with him, and then other people say, "Well, we agree with some of what he says," and then other people say, "We agree with everything." I'm not saying whether I agree with him or not. But should he, or people who are in the public eye, who who have a quite a loud voice, should anybody have their voice censored? No. No? No, I don't think so at all. Because you've got to allow everybody to speak. The thing is, if you take David Icke, for example, that there are going to be people who understand him and believe in what he says. Basically, he has his tribe. He has mm-hmm. his followers, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Like anybody who is speaking like we're like we're speaking right now in a way we we are engaging our tribe aren't yeah. we so should we be 
censored any more than than anybody else? Should yeah. we be censored about what we're saying about him or about about anything? Like I've said right right at the start of this thing, my my opinion about about conspiracy theorists is that they don't have the full facts and they they are blinkered in their views. But is that correct though? Yeah, but the the the, the other side of the argument, is in I can see that they're they're just as blinkered in their views as well. You know, the people who disagree with him 100. percent You know. Uh, we're all blinking in our views in many ways. We are, yeah. I think I think what what strikes me, and I, I there this isn't is a David Icke rib or, or no, no. He, well, he's just a name that yeah. he's a name that we know. His name is a name that's actually I think commonly known about yeah. quite a few people you know, around the world. Yeah, I mean you have to remember that, of course, if I bring up his past, he he did claim that he was the Messiah, didn't he? At one yeah. point, he also goalie for Coventry or something, wasn't he? Or something. He's had a very interesting uh, life. Yeah. Let's put it that he's way. A footballer of some kind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but my experience of conspiracy theorists, and there's a quite a few around the flat Earth area here, is that they will flatly refuse—no pun intended—flatly um, re- refuse to listen to any arguments that um, contradict what they're saying. Um, and it seems as though many conspiracy theorists, especially, um, can almost like do. Uh, double think where they have they can have two conflicting things in their mind and they don't you this 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 happens because of this reason and this happens because of this reason but those two things don't actually match with each other they don't they don't meet mm. each other should they be should they be censored is an entirely different matter and i think the answer is always no okay so the, what deborah alludes to is if you have all the opinions on the table you can then make an educated decision on where you fall on that spectrum and you know uh it's always interesting where the majority fall yeah yeah but there is a line where allowing everybody to speak prevents action decision making where is that line between allowing everybody to speak equality debate and cuz i think tom McCulloch said this right at the very beginning of these these podcasts we did the problem is you can allow everybody to speak and nothing gets done where where is that line? That's that's the fragility of democracy, I believe, isn't it? Right. If you get everybody, who, everybody will have a say, but it's almost like two horses pulling equally against each other, and nothing, 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 yeah. nothing gets achieved. I think eventually something would get achieved. Even even in the even in the struggle, you've got a conversation going, and something yeah. something will be achieved there. Yeah, well how do you know what you disagree with if you don't hear somebody express it? Yeah, and and as much as I as much as I'm sort of deriding conspiracy theorists. Um, there are some points in there. There are some good points. I think there's, there are some points, and I think sometimes it's it's brought down to the too much of the base level of people being oh they're not they're not very intelligent they're not very educated. I think that's a load of rubbish. Um, I think it's they have a specific point of view that they're very happy to to put out and very yeah. very vermin are putting out. I think where 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 it falls down quite often with 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 point with with points of view and with 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 opinion is that they they don't allow any room to be negotiate to negotiate but also to to even have their mind changed the the interesting thing is uh the, the, the these uh, these alternative views that we're discussing they are uh not mainstream and they're very effective of getting their conversation into the mainstream so there's something to be learnt from that from the, the marketing of their you know, uh, well, it's an interesting, interesting phenomenon. I saw a YouTube video actually drilling into flat Earth in particular on YouTube. That actually, 
the flat earth debate didn't really start until about five years ago right. you start if you look if you can you can go onto youtube and look at the search algorithm and you can actually do search history and see it gives you a graph of um how many people are typing in a certain thing and it wasn't really until 2015 that videos started popping up and people started um making videos and creating arguments and counter arguments and counter arguments and counter arguments and on and on and on because that creates a snowball effect and the algorithm picks up that it's popular you're you're likely to then see other things that in that realm pop up in your in your stream mm -hmm. so it kind of like it perpetuates itself a little bit so i think sometimes with 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 discussion that can that can quite easily happen that it that that, that what actually was originally a very non a non-starter um idea like flat earth for yeah. example that you actually it gets perpetuated because it's just becomes people are just talking about it and because people are talking about it a lot more people get interested in it and it can distract from really message, really interesting yeah. stuff right yeah the 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 um maybe that's it it's a distraction isn't it uh, boxing the sport of boxing is coming into my mind as well at the moment it's sort of like people are saying oh you should ban it because it's dangerous but if you ban it it goes underground and you can't... Uh, can't regulate it, You right? can't regulate well, that's it. The, that's the argument of drugs, isn't it? The other yeah. way around. Uh, but also it's the same with opinions. If you push all these opinions underground, you've got no idea. You know, you, then you suddenly get armies popping up uh, very, of angry people and you don't even see it coming. Yeah, no, I think I think there's... When it comes to it, and, I'm, and I've been watching quite a few myself i've been sort of caught up in this whole flat earth thing just just from a purely from an interesting point of view and i have times been like i can't believe somebody actually believes that and i have to sort of check myself sometime and actually realize that the people that are there that, that i'd be deriding and talked about are at the end of the day people and they are yeah. they are they have emotions and maybe they could be misguided they could be they could be telling the truth in some respects yeah. but you've got to at the end might of the day be right yeah, yeah, exactly, and you've got to be open to that. Um, but at the end of the day, they are people, and I think you need to engage. Yeah, there was a. We've said about this in a previous podcast. Uh, I don't know, a few few weeks ago now, maybe half month and a half. There was a protest in Trafalgar Square. From the media said that it was made up of conspiracy theorists and people who said COVID was false, and uh, you know it was all to do with five G. And but there was a group of ordinary people in there you could see that were actually protesting that, that against the covid restrictions because they said it was a veiled way of limiting our public liberty they have a very good point there are there are some very good points in these alternative uh opinions and views I so I, I think they all should be considered but some should be considered more than others but i'm not necessarily making a distinction on what those ones that should be considered more i, th I think that the, the, the where we sometimes fall down and have issue is you know we listen to what the person is saying the actual the person who's got the opinion but we don't necessarily maybe don't actually engage with it correctly so um there was a great there was a great um setup that i saw once where it was a flat earther and it was an ant it was a scientist on both sides of this table and it, i think it was a great setup and it was a you they were both sat in a pub with a table in front of them and it was a square table and it was divided in two and then in two again so into quarters and then on one side of the line it had degree dis agree and then strongly agree and on the other side it said disagree and strongly disagree so they started with their pint in front of them their glass of 
beer in front of them on the line and there was a proposition and straight and there, there was like you have to say what you felt about it and the way you you moved your glass into that position and that that started a conversation between the two of them and they've done that over this this particular youtube channel have done it over several different um um topics and it was amazing how people would actually would start to even though they were diametrically opposed to each other to begin with they actually began to realize that they actually had things in common and they actually were talking to the people they were actually talking directly to the person rather than mm. hiding behind the, the keyboard and being yeah. a keyboard warrior and that sort of stuff um text is a terrible way of communicating i was one part of the reason why i d despise them like twitter but you they at the end of the at the end of the conversation they actually started to to see common ground with each other and um maybe they didn't actually at the end of the day actually change completely change their opinion but they would have changed the opinion of the person they were talking to and actually saw them as people yeah we've and said that before haven't we the last question is uh, in, the, in these debates is would you go out for another drink with them and the answer was always invariably yes yeah. because they want to carry on the conversation yeah well, we've said in the previous podcast we say lots of things in previous podcasts but one thing that pops in the mind was it's very easy to dismiss somebody when you don't see them as a human being and it was that was the one that came out of when we had these fires in australia how do we in britain um, make that relevant to us well we we see it as instead of if you give it in my backyard feel you do that by seeing the issue is these affecting people and if you engage with the people you engage with the problem and extend that to extend that to to all the world extend that to the world to the animals around you you know that that's you actually begin if you begin to see animals as animals and they they have um feelings they can feel pain and etc 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 you might actually start to look at the world a little bit differently and engage it differently we're not all perfect we're not all going to get it right first time um we are human we are only human um but let's actually just treat each other like humans and and be the best we can be really I'm not asking for utopia, I'm just saying about just, just be trying to be good with each other and be honest with each other, really. Okay, and we'll fade out with that thought, William. What thought was that? <laughs> okay, so join us again for the next episode when we'll have a regular listener request from a regular question placer, Rory from Darwin. Oh, he's back again. Hello, and, Rory. And his question will be, if you want to tune in for that, it will be, we have a vicious cycle of blaming each other when it comes to the causes of the climate and ecological emergency. What are the first steps needed to break that cycle? Join us then as we try to explore that wide subject.